Hello, 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 and welcome to the Good Life with Dawn Richards. I am Dawn Richards, your host, and can I just say happy holidays and how excited I am to be back with you. You know, we are in the week of Christmas. Today kicks off Christmas week officially. Can you believe it? We are on the cusp of a new year, but before we get ahead of ourselves, we still have um one of the greatest holidays to us as believers to celebrate. And I, for one, am looking forward to it. And I pray that you are too. I I anticipate that for most of us this year um, and all that it has brought about, especially on the health um, and safety um, perspective and, and wavelength, has meant, you know, a modified version of our normal celebrations of, you know, maybe having big gatherings, being close to family and friends. And so if in fact um, that is our reality or your reality as it is mine, then obviously, you know, the grace of God is with us to help us do what's best for us and our families, but to still give us joy um, as we go forward, as we celebrate And as we just take time to really focus in on the reason for the season, and I don't, you know, think that it's ever too cliche to say Jesus is the reason for the season. Some may disagree, but he truly is. And when we can pause and when we can take that deep breath and, and really center, you know, amidst the bustle and the hustle and the gifts and, you know, the going to and fro and all of that, and we can just center in on Jesus There is immense peace and steadying and, yes, joy in recognizing the why of it all and recognizing how much God loved us to incarnate himself in flesh, to come to this earth, to leave glory. Now, just imagine you have got it made forever and ever, and you decide to leave the place of glory to come down to the earth that you created, to be among the men that you created so that they can once again be restored to you as your family and take their rightful place as your children. That is love. And so today, on today's episode, we're now on episode, I believe this is episode 34, we are going to take a look or a listen, I should say, at the Christmas story. And this is my kind of capsulized version of the Christmas story. I've been sharing it um, for a few years now, um, primarily on social media. And it's just little capsules that kind of lead up to the revealing of Jesus um, as our gift from heaven. And I like to say that the Old Testament is Jesus concealed. He was hidden throughout the scriptures. He's been there from the beginning because he is the great I am. He's the alpha and the omega. And the Bible teaches us that he was right there in Genesis 1 when the earth was being formed anew, when God was and the Holy Spirit was moving on the waters. You know, Psalms 8 gives us a beautiful glimpse into that. So we know that he is the great I am. And John 1 also can... um, further confirms that because the Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but the old Testament, it's not like Jesus and God weren't existent or Jesus wasn't existent. He was always there. He's always been, he always will be, but he was concealed, meaning he was not yet known 
as the savior. But from the beginning, true to God's MO, true to how God operates, he was speaking and he had his prophets speaking of the Messiah to come. And so we're going to look at how God prepares his people, how he starts to make us know that a savior is coming. He doesn't just drop it on us. He doesn't just have Jesus born one day. No, he prepares his people because he's a good father. And as believers, that's one of the promises that we can hold on to for anything that happens in life. God is always preparing. The Holy Spirit says he leads and guides us and shows us things to come so that we're not caught off guard. We're not bamboozled. We're not in the dark. We're not groping about as those who have no light. No, we have a great light. Hallelujah. And God is that light. Jesus is that light. And so long before Ages before Jesus would actually make his entrance into the earth, God was giving us signs. He was speaking through his prophets to say, this is how you will know that this indeed is your Messiah, that this indeed is the chosen one, the anointed one, the Christ. So let's start and we're going to pick up here because again, long before there was a baby in a manger in Bethlehem. God had already revealed his plan for mankind to prophets who were faithful to proclaim and declare what I like to call the story of the glory. And it starts with the birth of the savior, Jesus Christ. One of my favorite scriptures is when John the Baptist proclaimed, Behold, the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sins of the world. So we're going to pick up and go through a beautiful rendition of the Christmas story. And I encourage you, you know, gather your family around, listen to this together, get your Bibles out. Talk about what it means to you. Talk about what Jesus means to you, um, what his coming represents and and how you can just, you know, fill your hearts with that and fellowship around the gift, the ultimate gift that God gave us through Jesus. So, you know, the question was asked and begged, how would they know the Messiah had really come? OK, we've heard about him throughout the ages the prophets have spoken of him, the Torah, all, all the pointers and all the signs have pointed to the coming one. But how would we know when he really had come? Well, you know, God anticipated the questions and doubts that might arise. And so he faithfully gave us the blueprint. That's just like him. He covered all the bases as the scriptures concealed Jesus until the appointed time came, including this revelation from Isaiah ages before to mark exactly how the miracle of the son of God becoming the son of man would occur. So listen carefully. And if you want to go grab your Bibles and read along, we're going to Isaiah chapter seven and verse 14. And there it reads, therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name 
Emmanuel, or God is with us, God among us. And that's Isaiah 7, 14. And so that is how God sets the stage for this grand miracle that's never happened before or since to usher in the birth of the Savior, the day we celebrate as Christmas. So as we continue in the Christmas story, we've been given the blueprint by God. And when I teach this, I typically break it up into little vignettes. So that was part one, kind of introducing and setting the stage as God set the stage ages before through his prophets with that pronouncement that behold, this is the sign. This is how you'll know it's him. This is how you know you've met your God, your savior. Behold, a virgin is going to give birth. She's going to conceive without knowing a man. And she's going to call her baby Emmanuel. In other words, she's going to call him who he is, God. Hallelujah. Can you imagine being pregnant with God? (laughs) Glory to God. But yet she was. And yet she would be when the time came. So now we move to part two of the Christmas story. And we arrive at the part of the story where God plucks a young girl out of obscurity and delivers the news of the miracle that is to befall her. We see her faith quickly transformed as she humbly accepts this divine appointment and furthers the Christmas story. And now we go to Luke 1, if you're reading along, starting in verse 26, and we're going to read to verse 35. And here it says, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary. For thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end then mary said unto the angel how shall this be seeing i know not a man and the angel answered and said unto her the holy ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. 
Again, Luke's, Luke 1, 26 through 35. So let's just back up for a moment here as we look at part two of the Christmas story. Accounts say that Mary was probably as young as 14 years old. She was a young, young girl when she was chosen by God for this great honor. Can you imagine being 14 and having an angel appear unto you and tell you that you're going to give birth to a baby and you've never been with a man and you're not planning on being with a man? She was engaged to Joseph, but they she was a virgin. They had not been intimate. They had not slept together. They were believers in their own right as Jews. And so they were doing things the proper way because to violate the law in that day as a woman meant certain death. I mean, you had to be a virgin before you got married, essentially. So Joseph was an honorable man. So this was shaking him up as things go on. And she starts to show because he knows he hasn't been with her and he doesn't want, you know, it's also like I want to protect her, but I also want to protect my own reputation. You know, I don't want people to think I was being shady. Um, And God in his wisdom, he settles all that. He gets Joseph on the same page. So Joseph understands what is happening and that this is indeed a miracle of God. And this is indeed of God and that Mary has not betrayed him or betrayed their beliefs. Um, And it's a beautiful, beautiful story of a young family and how they just yielded to the will of God. And Mary asked a very valid question. She said, how is this? going to happen okay I open myself to this I yield to this I say yes to this I see that this is a good thing but can I just ask one question um how is it going to happen since I haven't been with a man you know you did say I was going to have a baby and the answer was the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and you know we face impossible seemingly impossible situations in our lives at different times. And I'm sure many of us have asked the question, Lord, how is this going to be? I see that you're saying that, you know, your answer for me is this, or I'm going to be in this place at a certain time, but how Lord, how is it going to be? How can you possibly, you know, make a masterpiece out of this mess? And God's response will always be the Holy Ghost. Because do you know the Holy Ghost is the ultimate maneuverer, worker, getter, dunner? He knows everything about everything. He's our helper, our strengthener, our standby, our advocate, our intercessor, our comforter, our counselor, our guide on the inside. And he can get it done. If anybody can get it done, the Holy Spirit can get it done. So the next time you are faced with an impossible situation and you're wondering, how am I going to get out of this? How is God going to see me through? How is that bill going to get paid? How is that that sickness going to be cured? How am I going to be delivered out of whatever it is? Remember, the same God that crowned Mary with the ultimate miracle is the same God living in you and me. It's the same God still working miracles today, still moving mountains and causing everything to go well for you. So now, as we see the introduction to Mary 
God's conduit for bringing the Son of God into the earth, we move to the final chapter or the final stage, part three of the Christmas story. And now, throughout all this time, Jesus has been concealed. Remember I said that the Old Testament is Jesus concealed and the New Testament is Jesus revealed. I love that. See, when God hides things, when he keeps things hidden, it's not to keep them from us. They're hidden for us. And there is an ultimate revealing on the horizon. You have to know that and you have to trust that. And you should be seeking that. And you should be worshiping God and thanking God and praying and keeping your heart in tuned with that ultimate revealing that is to come. Because we don't know everything. We don't, we don't know many things. Let's just be frank. But God knows all. He is omniscient. And if it concerns you, it concerns him. And what you need to know, he'll make sure you know. There's some things we'll never know on this side of eternity. You want to know why that happened to your loved one, why they passed away, or why this didn't work out, or why that didn't work out, or God, why didn't you tell me I would have done this? No, 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 no. Whatever we need to know, as we position ourselves to hear and to be sensitive to the spirit, he's going to reveal it. He is the revealer, not the concealer until the time comes for it to be revealed it shall be concealed but the time came for Jesus to be revealed and was he revealed glory to God and so when that time finally came for God's gift to mankind to be fully revealed through the birth of Jesus we were now in a position to see what had been prophesied age upon age about the coming Messiah and Jesus showing up throughout the scripture until the word was finally made flesh. John one again tells us that he was made flesh and he dwelt among us. John one fourteen, I believe it is. He actually clothed himself in flesh and dwelt among men. He became like us. To ultimately deliver us. That is love. That is the God we serve. And so no longer concealed as the seed of the woman. As Shiloh the peaceful one. As the prophet and much more. Those are just some of the ways Jesus is referred to throughout the scripture. The son of God was finally revealed as the son of man the Savior. And so finally, we end our story in Luke chapter 2, verse 10 through verse 14, verses 10 through 14. And there it says, and the angel said unto them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Did you know that God died for all people? Anybody, anyone, whosoever will, can be saved, can know Jesus Christ as their Lord. Hallelujah. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. 
And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Hallelujah. That's Luke 2 verses 10 through 14. So once again, we see God giving us signs, giving them signs. How will we know? Okay, you said he was going to be born of a virgin. God says, but I'm going to give you another sign so you know exactly how to locate him. You know exactly who he is. And then he told him, you're going to find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And the wise men that set out, God led them by a star and they found him and worshiped him with gifts. And they say the gifts made him a millionaire. You know, they were coming to the king of glory. Now, just imagine he created gold. He walked on gold. So for you to give him a gift, it's really nothing. So they, God said, okay, now you, <laughs> you're in the earth, but you still gonna have to come correct a little bit. They say that the gifts that they, they gave to him, they said they, in modern day economy, and it could be more now, but at one point they say that um, the, the frankincense and the myrrh and, and all the gifts they bestowed upon the king is who he was and always has been. They were more than millions of dollars worth of gifts. So it put his family in a position to be able to move when they needed to move. You know, they had to get away from Herod and they had to they had to obey God to really keep Jesus safe because his life from the time he was born in the earth, the enemy was trying to take him out. He had already been trying to cancel God's plan when he started in the in the um, Garden of Eden. That was an attack on the plan of God. He knew that somebody was coming that was going to put his lights out for good. And so he kept trying to find the one and he never found him. And then when Jesus was finally in the earth, he really tried to put his lights out, but it didn't work. Right. Because what did Jesus ultimately say right before he died? No man takes my life from me. Because you can't. He's I can call legions of angels right down, right down from heaven right now. Wipe all of you out. He says, but I lay down my life for the sheep as the good shepherd does. He gave his life as a gift, as a sacrifice for you and for me. And so God gave the signs. Jesus was ultimately revealed and the savior was finally in the earth. And if that's not enough to get you to praise God and to put a smile on your face and to have a little, you know, praising and jumping around, I don't know what, what else is. I know that this is possibly a very difficult time for many of you, whether it's financially, whether it's, you know, health wise, whether it's being distant from loved ones, a lot of things have happened, but the blessing and the good news is that you're still here, child of God. You're still here. You made it. Maybe everything didn't go exactly how you thought it would go or you were planning for it to go. Maybe it did. But either way, the biggest and the best thing is that you made it. God kept you. He continues to keep you. He still has a plan for your life. He said the good work he's begun in you. He's faithful to complete it till the day of Christ. So keep on getting up. Keep on lifting up your eyes to the hills. 
unto God from whence comes your help. Keep on raising your voice in praise to him. Keep on meditating on Jesus and who he is to you and who you are to him. And I promise you that things are going to get better and better because God has already said our latter end shall be greater than our former. I.e. translation, the best is yet to come. So I wish you a very Merry Christmas. I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I do want to end today's session by praying for anyone that may not have yet received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. You know, If you have not yet received Jesus, now is the acceptable time. Now is the time of salvation. And all you have to do is simply repeat after me, pray this prayer. You can also go to dawnrichards.org and we have a prayer there for salvation that you can pray. It's directly from the pages of the word of God. But I'm going to lead you in prayer now. And I pray that if you have not yet made that commitment, that you don't let another day, another moment pass without securing your eternity with a God who so evidently loves you and gave his life for you. Heavenly Father, I come to you now. I acknowledge that I am a sinner. And I repent of my sins. I turn my back on them. And now I turn my heart. And I turn my life. Towards you. I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. I believe that he died on the cross. And that he rose again from the dead. And he now lives forever. In heaven. And I now ask you, ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart. I receive you as my Lord and as my Savior. And I thank you that I am now a child of God and I am saved. For you said, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer, you are now born again. You are now a bona fide child of God. You are now destined for eternity with God. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And now you get to live out the rest of your life hand in hand with God who loves you, knows all about you, wants to deliver, bless, save, protect, heal, and transform your life and use you for his glory. What a great gift, the best gift. So thank you for listening. Thank you for staying connected. I continue to bless you and and pray God's riches upon you. Please listen to the podcast, share it, download it, like it, comment Follow us and stay connected on social media. DawnRichards.org is our website. Dawn Richards Men on Instagram and Twitter. And Dawn Richards Ministries on Facebook. We welcome you and we bless you. Until we're together again, continue to enjoy the good life and continue to live intentionally. God bless you.